0: You are now listening to the Living Numbers podcast. This is the Living Numbers podcast and I am your host Tony Rambles. And Haven't I got a treat for you all? First, before we get into the episode, I want to say leave a like, follow, download, subscribe, and last but not least, share this. Share this with the people that you think would enjoy it, because I can't grow my audience without you all. So, thank you all for sticking with me. And we're gonna get into our first number here. And so that number is 910 minutes. I don't exactly remember how many hours that is, but this was like a day for me, right? 910 minutes and two and a half cups of coffee. Right, all taken at once, right? I have this thermos that that I drink out of my coffee. And so I don't fill it up all the way, maybe 70%. I even throw some water in there, right? I'm I'm really trying not to get addicted to coffee now that I have a son who does not want to sleep right now, right? He's like moving his head back and forth and he wants to see everything that's going on. And so sometimes that means no sleep, no rest for the weary, right? Which directly relates my first number right so obviously when you have a newborn you're not sleeping that much but I just continue to say it comes with the territory right this is what you should expect you know shame on me if I came in thinking that I would be sleeping normally right so 910 minutes two and a half cups of coffee and suffering and sacrifice I almost thought of like suffering succotash that um, Looney Tunes character used to say that, that cat. I really don't remember his name. Y'all drop that in the, the comments or are on my IG where you can follow me at underscore Tony Rambles underscore. Or you can email me at one Tony Rambles at gmail.com if you want to get updates, if you want to make topic suggestions, or if you just want to show love. So holla at me and I appreciate it all. So, baby coffee. And the next thing that kind of factors in is driving the bus. Now, I don't know how many coaches we have out there. I don't know how many bus drivers or anyone who just has a CDL who has to drive a bus for people. Okay. I personally do not like driving the bus. I do not enjoy it. I don't want to do it. But, right, those two words I just said, suffering and sacrifice, These things are a part of life and you cannot escape them, even with things that you enjoy. Right. I love coaching. I love being a part of my team. I enjoy the other coaches that I work with. And, you know, I love my son. When I see him, I'm like, hey, son. And it just makes me smile. I have this picture on my phone, you know, and it makes me smile and I can't be mad at him. He just is doing what a baby does, right? But suffering and sacrifice are connected to people, people I love to be around and these things that I love to do, even with my podcast, right? So it is August 23rd. Shout out to my sister, Asia. What's up, Asia? Happy birthday. And I was really trying to record last night. Last night was Sunday. And I just could not find the time. Not just last night, but over the weekend. And last night, my computer was moving so slow. I got this computer while I was in China. I think that was 2016. So slow. And then I restarted. And, you know, we've got the, please wait, configuring Windows. I'm like, oh, man, how long is this going to take? Suffering and sacrifice. So needless to say, I did not (laughs) record yesterday. Because that took forever. And then Carter wouldn't go to sleep. So I got to get him a bottle or try to put him down and all that great stuff. Suffering and sacrifice, right? Connected to the things I love. I love to do this to bring it to you all. So I'm probably looking at a little bit of extra time between episodes. I used to get them in every week, just about. Now it's maybe looking like maybe seven to 10 days. I need need some buffer time, right, y'all? Forgive me, please. My people out there, shout out to those people with kids. Shout out to people who don't have kids, taking their time, right? But suffering and sacrifice, a lot of times are connected to the things that we love. But why do we do it? That's the question. And for me, it's for the people. It's the people, the people, the people that matter. So, I'm driving the bus, and we have to go to C.E. King High School. Right, this is for a sport that I don't coach, and C.E. King is about an hour away. Okay, and on our way back, the coach, we're just talking. I mean, we're I mean, we're chopping it up. We're talking about marriage. We're talking about kids and family. I mean great conversation. And they were just like, you know, I hope they're paying you. And I said something and I really meant it. Now, don't get me wrong. Like the money is, it's good to get when you're kind of going out of your way and doing the things for, for other people. Like if, if you can get paid and by all means, I'm not turning it down. But I told this other coach, I said, I don't do it for the money. Honestly, I really don't. I do it because of you all, right? Because of the other coaches that I love to work with, the other people that have had my back, because I can't do it all on my own. No matter what industry you work in, whether it's education or banking, food and beverage, oil and gas, which all of these I've worked in, you can't do it alone. So for me, that connecting part is so vital. And sometimes you got to suffer through a bus, a bus drive or a bus ride. And you just got to make it happen. You got to drink your coffee in the morning. You got to get ready. You got to get your mindset together. I talk about my morning routine. Man, what episode was that? Maybe like two or three. But it's very important to continue to connect with others. And sometimes you do that through suffering and sacrifice, right? So 910 minutes, two and a half cups of coffee, all day, 100 mile trip to and from. And I got a shout out to my wonderful wife because she's like, I know, I know you just got help. You can't say no, which I can, but I feel like, I do what I can and what I can't do I say no to so at this point in time driving that bus that one time two times and another time you know I feel like I could do it so I did right don't do too much right I'm not gonna do so much to where I'm like neglecting my family or neglecting my responsibilities but if it doesn't interfere with those at least to the point of neglection then, you know, I try to help where I can. So go out there, be a blessing to others because it's not just about you. And so that also brings us to our next point. Now, follow me here. So these are the four phrases to avoid (laughs) when talking about technology. Now, I think this was specifically talking about like when you have, kids and you want them to like get off of their technology because they're on it so much and me being a teacher obviously i know exactly how this can be but also being a parent right and my son will come up in a technological world and being around other friends of mine who have kids and their kids are growing up in a technological world friends and family okay so these are four phrases to avoid and it also gives our alternatives so here we go so the first one is you're addicted to your phone so they talk about this giving mixed signals right because they're like well some things i do kind of have to use my phone for right and so it talks about reframing these statements and the example that he gives here is it doesn't seem like you've gotten Any exercise today. Right? So, if you want that kid to get off their phone and actually go outside and maybe do something, or go, I mean, stay inside and do something, just not be on the phone and do some physical activity, that's a great way to frame it. And then I noticed you haven't spent any time with your family since you've gotten home from school. Let's do that for a bit so we can balance out how you spend your day. Okay, so that's, I guess that's my, like my mom voice. I thought of the movie, uh, the show Cow and Chicken, y'all. Maybe y'all remember that one. Hey, hit me up on IG. If you remember that show Cow and Chicken, like just show me some love. Just send a little cow and a chicken emoji, right? But these examples reframe. So instead of saying, get off that phone, now it is putting the emphasis on something that they should be doing. I think that's good. All right, number two, you've been playing that game for too long. Now, me being the gamer, y'all know what time it is. I got the PS Five, you know, and the Madden just dropped. Now I know it's terrible right now, but they're gonna come out with the updates. They're gonna fix the bugs. Hopefully, shout out to Derek. He hasn't played Madden in like seven, eight years. He is totally against it, but I at least give it a chance. Madden 19 was terrible. 20 was terrible. 18 was terrible. I skipped those Maddens. I played them for like five minutes, sent them back because I got game flopped. But last year, 21 was serviceable. And so 22 is actually downstairs downloaded on the PS5. I'll let you know how it is. But back to the topic at hand. You've been on that game for too long. So let's see how they reframe these. It seems like this game is getting more of your attention than it deserves. Given the fact that it's mostly based on repetition and luck. So it's kind of a shot. Like, ah, this game is just about luck and repetition. Like, Like, whoa, hold on, wait a second. So I guess it's talking more about what else can you use this game system for? Okay, let's look at the next one. All right, so it talks about the statement that I just read. It might lead to a conversation about value of different apps installed on a device and whether they give a better return on the invested attention so maybe looking at different games if we're talking about a game system or different apps if you're talking about a phone that could bring more value all right so let's look at this statement it says what other activities do you want to do with the time you spend on your phone today so okay instead of your child or whomever i think this can apply to almost anybody instead of playing games somebody may say well maybe you could download the robin hood app and look at how investing works right or down like different apps where you can read books right that could work which brings us to the next phrase three out of four almost done it says number three Stop sitting around the computer all day, right? But then a lot of times we'll say, well, read a book and a child or anybody who's critically thinking could go, well, reading a book doesn't actually get me up and active doing anything, right? Instead of sitting at a computer, I'm sitting reading a book. So that could be a mixed signal, right? Especially for a younger child, And they're growing up, they have a device in their hand and then they have a book in their hand. Like, wait, my physical activity is the same. So why can't I do the device? Why can't I play games or be on apps? Right. So stop sitting around all day. Doesn't really help. So let's see how they reframe it. Right. If the concern is that they're not spending enough time reading, that's a great conversation to have. I agree. You might discuss the importance of making sure that there is reading time on and off of a device at some point during each day. So now we're going from being on your device reading to maybe being in a book, which. I don't know, like some people, they don't even buy physical books anymore. I'm not that person. I still have physical books just because. It's hard for me to pay attention on a device, right? It's so easy to get distracted. So I still buy books. Now I'll go to half price books and I'll buy it for like five bucks. So I think that that one can kind of be tricky, but if you don't want them on a device, then you'd have to go get some physical books. And the second way they reframe it is if the concern is a need for physical activity, the reframe will be less about not using the computer and more about finding an appropriate time to go for a bike ride or run. So, again, just like they did earlier, let's reframe it. And it's not about the device it's about you being more active and being more healthy and getting more exercise. And that's probably something not probably that's something that should be modeled from top down. Right. Man, woman, child, they see it they start to do it because that's what you do like a lot of uh kids become coaches not coaches but a lot of kids will play if they're sons of or daughters of coaches in a particular sport or not just sport but anything event if you have a a parent that's doing a lot of stuff with music then a lot of times they'll try to go into that that category in that realm and try to do music Or if they're into arts, right? So whatever you show your children, that's what they learn. And then I'm sure along, along the way, they start to either go more into it or maybe pull away from it some. But those lifestyle routines, right? Those are the things that you have to continue to model and to show, right? If you want them to really take root. So number four, last one, you need to interact with real people. Okay, so a way to reframe that because the people that are online are still real people, right? Your family wants a chance to spend time with you as well. It's good to have some in-person interactions with your friends too, right? So this again, reframing in-person interactions. That's what the focus on is not on, hey, get off that phone, get off the device, right? Don't be on social media so much. Go spend time with real people is more about in person, in person, face to face, which is a lot of what I teach at school. So that is definitely something that I see is we need more of, right? Because as we become more connected virtually, people can ignore the people that are sitting right next to them. So that's not anything new. It's been getting like that and worse and worse over years. I think the difference is before you had a generation who didn't who didn't grow up with having phones all the time and being connected all the time, which like I didn't grow up with a phone. Like I got a phone when I was 16 and I could afford to pay for it myself. I did not have a phone before then. I didn't. And so I didn't grow up with always having a phone in my hand, always trying to tweet or snap, that kind of stuff. So the generations that are coming up Now, they're just used to always having a device, always having a device and it always being accessible and always being able to speak with your friends in that kind of way and people who are not in-person friends, but people that are across the country and across the world. So that's a battle that we're going to have to continue to fight because now you see that people have issues with communicating with other people in person. And a lot of times I hear like, I don't like people talking to me. I don't like people I I get anxiety when talking to people. Like these things come from not interacting with people enough and learning how to deal with that anxiety. And what does that look like? And how do I deal with it? So that now I'm not just always looking down at my phone But now I'm able to say, "Mm, okay, this is the kind of person this is. How do I interact with them if I need to? Or sometimes it's just, how do I avoid them? How do I get out of conversations? How do I cut conversations off so that now I'm not talking to a person that is complaining a lot? Or now I'm not talking to a person that is always uh, putting me in a bad mood, right? So these are things that you learn by talking to people in person. So I'm off my soapbox and now I'm going to move on to my last point. Now, this is a topic I don't think I've talked about on this podcast, but I grew up watching college football and it is still something that I enjoy and keep up with. So there's been a lot of talk about the realignment. Because Texas and Oklahoma are now going to the SEC, I think in 2025. That is huge because those two teams are moneymakers. Now, Texas doesn't really win much, but they're still a big draw for some reason. And Oklahoma wins more. I don't know if there is as big a draw as Texas. I don't think so, but they still do pretty well. So I looked at, okay, if the, the SEC is pretty much taking over at this point and they're taking Texas and Oklahoma, I thought about this. Now, I read an, uh, an article on Sports Illustrated and it talked about having 10 conferences, 12 teams each, 120 teams all together. Some other teams got regulated, and I know they pulled North Dakota State up because they just dominate at the FCS level. So what's the point of them staying down? I remember Appalachian State was that way as well, where you go, come on, like, move up, play better competition. And so I looked at this, and I'm like, okay, we could pretty much do three conferences, because realistically the 10 conference thing and it was all balanced it was like no more than six power five schools and no less than four it was really balanced honestly where you got some weaker schools as far as football is concerned like Vanderbilt in Kentucky like you'd have these schools in your western Kentucky and it was really aligned towards where the schools are geographically and like okay, that sounds great. That looks great. But guess what? That's never going to happen, right? The SEC is not going to give up that kind of power. Neither is the Big Ten. They make more money than everybody. So what's the incentive for them to do this realignment, right? So I looked at this and I'm like, okay, SEC, they could take Texas, Oklahoma. Honestly, if they wanted to stop there, they (laughs) would They really don't need anyone else. But if they wanted to take anybody else from the Big Ten, they already got Texas AM. and right? Do they need Oklahoma State? I think they could take them because Oklahoma State is usually respectable. They don't need Texas Tech. They don't need Baylor. They don't need Kansas State. They don't need TCU, right? The SEC is already making all the money. So they can kind of take that and just like, okay, everybody else can fend for themselves. Right. And then so I hear that the Big Ten, the Pac-12 and ACC are in talks like they're like, okay, what are we going to do? Because the SEC is kind of taking over and they already make a lot of money and they got Texas and Oklahoma. So I looked at, okay, if I was the Big Ten, who would I add from the Big 12? I mean, the Pac-12 and the ACC, because. I think this is a big opportunity for them because Big Ten is already huge, but they don't really have the same kind of reach as Alabama because they're a powerhouse, right? Or Clemson because they're a powerhouse. They've won so much recently. Everybody kind of wants to see those schools. So if I'm the Big Ten, if I'm looking at the Pac-12, I go, I'll take USC, UCLA. Because in my mind, I'm also thinking of college basketball. I don't know how this stuff will happen, how it will realign with college basketball. I don't think it will. I don't think it will. Because I don't think it does in college basketball now. So let's just focus on college football. I'm taking USC. I'm taking UCLA. Oregon, Utah, Stanford. I mean, Washington and Arizona and definitely don't need Oregon State, Cal. Yeah. The rest of y'all can go home. I'm taking USC, UCLA, Oregon, Utah, and Stanford. If I'm the Big Ten and I can get those schools, yeah, I'm good. I'm good on the West Coast. And so now with the ACC, of course, Clemson will be a godsend because they're always in the championship. They're always in the playoffs at the bare minimum, right? Because now you're talking about a 12-team playoff. So from the ACC, I'm taking Clemson. Man, Florida State and Miami, they're great names. Right, Right now, their teams are not very good. At least they haven't been recently. Same with Virginia Tech. I remember Virginia Tech was like one of those teams that were always up there. But, you know, if you can grab, I mean, really after Clemson, you technically could just say everybody else can go home. But I'd take Miami, Florida State, and Virginia Tech. Just because of their cachet and name that they have, and maybe they can, with the right coach and the right culture, they can be back. But the name alone for those teams still kind of means something. I mean, in, in my opinion. So that's what I would do with college football. Everybody else, y'all just going to have to break it up and make some little conferences out of the rest of the teams and try to get a bid for at-large, right? That's the at-large conference. That's everybody else. And we'll see who make the playoff. So that's what I think kind of what is going to happen because they're not going to break the SEC up and they're not going to break the Big Ten up. I just don't see it happening those conferences make too much money to break them up and try to rebrand them into something that i don't think is gonna make them more money than what they make already and they're gonna make more money anyway so that's what i would do with college football and now for my last segment y'all know what time it is today in history So, today in history, August 23rd, 1991, my sister was born. My wonderful sister. She went on to go to PV, A&M, and she got a great job and she got a great husband, but she has been like the model of consistency for my entire life i remember graduating from high school and i did not want to go to college i'm like "Mm, i'll take a crab juice shout out to troy you know what i'm talking about and she went right to college right after high school became a black fox was on the dance team and everything like she held it down and so she took her lumps and she had her ups and downs through it all, but she continued to persevere. And she has grown into be one of the best people I know. And we're always talking. We're like, you know, we got to do this the right way. We came up in a broken home with multiple moms and dads. Basically, it's kind of messy. I love them all, but it's messy. And, you know, she persevered and we're like, we We got to make sure we're better for the next generation, for our kids, for our nieces and nephews. We just got to make sure we do better. We have to. And I think we're off to a great start. We're off on the right foot. Just had my son eight years into my marriage. Shout out to my wife again. I can never shout her out enough. (laughs) So that's going to be our Today in History. Shout out to my sister. Happy birthday Again, sorry I missed the thirty. You know I couldn't. I couldn't get you know Carter up there and blah blah blah. I'm rambling at this point. So definitely make sure you like, subscribe, share, download, follow, all of that great stuff. This is your host, Tony Rambles, the one and only. And I will ramble on with you all in the next one.